0: Hey everyone, this is No One Knows Anything, the politics podcast from BuzzFeed News. I am Evan McMorris Santoro. We are here in Cleveland now, on the ground, uh, well, in, in, in a hotel in Cleveland, talking about the convention. When you're listening to this, you're listening to this on Monday morning. We've recorded on Sunday afternoon. You're going to listen to the, this on the first day of the convention. And today we're just going to talk really briefly about the things that are coming up over the next four days. So, sitting around this makeshift studio that uh, we've created here in the Comfort Inn, uh, we have some popcorn, we got some water, Trini Party, who's been here all week, welcome to the show. Hi, Evan. And Rosie Gray, who's also been here all week, welcome to the show. Hey. What do you think of our makeshift recording space?
1: Um, you know, I like it. I guess I'd say I like it. It's very hot in here, though. Well,
0: well, <laughs> what people don't know about audio is that you have to turn all the air conditioning and air movement yeah. off. So, it's actually like the dankest kind of media production
1: and like we're eating like buttery popcorn yeah in this hot room
0: so okay so uh the week is over that you guys were here for the preview week and now we're about to actually start this thing up trini what are you going to be watching for at the convention
2: i'm going to be looking out for the speakers that actually agreed to speak at this convention which was seemed to be kind of a struggle for the trump campaign and the rnc uh, there are a lot of up and comers, uh, we know Speaker Ryan, Scott Walker, Ted Cruz, um, a lot of these people who already ran for president, some of them, and some are you know, expected to run again in 2020 if Hillary Clinton wins this time around. Um, so they'll, all eyes will be on them kind of looking at what they say and how closely they associate themselves with Trump if they try to just give these speeches without really mentioning him what they talk about. Uh, Ted Cruz is supposed to talk, you know, sort of broadly about conservatism. Um, So it'll be interesting to watch what they say, especially because last time around in 2012, a lot of those speakers ended up running for president. We had, you know, Scott Walker again, we had Marco Rubio, we had Rand Paul. Um, So, you know. Chris Christie. Yeah, Chris Christie, who, you know, famously did not mention uh, Mitt Romney in his speech. That should be one of the interesting things to watch.
0: And also, right, like Paul Ryan, we, we mentioned this before, but Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, all those guys, a lot of Republicans who would like to get some new built-up name ID and good reputation for the party are going to be speaking. We just don't know what they're going to say at all, right, when it comes to Trump.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of them don't really want to talk about him at all, frankly. But, I mean, I was, I believe there is an enormous Make America Great Again banner in the queue, right did i i thought i saw that picture earlier
0: it's actually all over the place they yeah they, they have make america make great again in giant raised yeah. foam letters on the side right. of the so thing. it's like I mean, you it, can't it's ignore the, the fact that
1: this is a trump this is the trump show
0: it says trump pens everywhere you go inside the queue as the quicken arena is called where the convention is being held
2: so even if you're not embracing the nominee or talking about him you're standing in front of a large make america it's great, an great indoor, like yeah. speaking at the convention isn't even if you haven't endorsed
1: him like Ted Cruz has not formally endorsed Trump but like you know speaking at the convention is sort of an implicit like you're letting it happen. You're
0: here and if people go around not mentioning Trump at all and they but they try to give a speech about something that's far more involved right you know let's say you're Paul Ryan you want to give some very wonky detailed speech about your plans for being speaker next cycle because um, you want the Republicans to keep the house and you don't mention Trump all anyone's going to cover is you didn't mention Trump.
1: Yeah, although I actually think I mean I actually think it would be bigger news if Paul Ryan did embrace Trump in his speech than if he doesn't. I think everyone's expecting him to kind of not address that.
0: Right. So what's, so an interesting thing to pay attention for in the next few days is people who are not Trump, what they say about mm-hmm. Trump. Yeah. Do we have any sense what people who didn't get the vice presidential job, like Chris Christie, what <laughs> what what they're gonna do? I mean he's I mean He's like, on the
2: schedule, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah.
0: He'll just be like...
2: He's probably still recovering. He's, yeah. He's, he's he got still a tough re- week.
0: I have to tell you, the convention hall was very interesting about this because you go in there and it looks just like a Republican convention. And a lot of money is spent on making this thing look really super slick and really amazing. Giant, giant Jumbotron televisions behind everybody. And, and then there's just that Trump-Pence thing that looks like it was made at home. Like someone made it at home in Microsoft Word. And that's all over, all over the place, too. Just an interesting sort of visual juxtaposition for what this thing is about I mean this at least is they
1: got rid of that T penetrating the P
0: by <laughs> the way know. Trini
1: predicted that we were walking down the street and she was like I think they're gonna get rid of that logo the next day they- <laughs> the next did. day is <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah Rosie thought it was too late but I said they have a few days before yeah, the yeah. convention they couldn't have done it after the convention yeah.
0: all right so Rosie Gray what are you gonna be watching for at the convention
2: well I
1: guess I mean you know something to watch for is that this will be sort of the last very very last gasp of the kind of never You know, free the delegates movement of people who are trying to stop trump's nomination and obviously last week their basically their last hopes were dashed last week in the rules committee meeting where they were unable to push through a rules change that would allow them to become unbound from trump right so then that was really their last chance of actually stopping him from being nominated so now i mean they are still planning to do stuff but it's really more at this point about making a point
0: they really like that uh that night in uh Holy Grail, Monty Python's Holy Grail, right? Like, his arms yeah, are it's cut only off, a flash his footage. legs are cut off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now stand aside, worthy adversary. Tis but a scratch. A scratch? Your arm's off. No, it isn't. Well, what's that, then? They lost on the trail in the primaries. They lost at the rules committee when they tried to do that. And now they are still saying they can still do something.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, like,
1: most people... You know, never Trump isn't necessarily about just about stopping him. It's about just never supporting him. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and so part of it is about kind of just like making a point. Um, There's a couple things that they're doing. One is that they would basically walk out Mm -hmm. so that he doesn't literally get the number of people required to. Mm -hmm. um, But then the problem is like alternate delegates, there's a reason that they're alternates. Oh, they're They're back, they're back to come in. Yeah. And then, so then, um, you know, another thing they're trying to do is the rules committee package that was agreed on last week, basically they're going to try to kill it again. It could be interesting to see what they're going to do because you could potentially see some like dramatic scenes on the convention floor. Uh, and you could see things like people's mics being cut off while they're trying to be like, my vote wasn't correctly recorded and stuff right, like that. Right, 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 right. Um, so you could see stuff like that. And it would be very reminiscent of what the Ron Paul people did in 2012, mm-hmm. which was basically they tried to force his name into nomination and then they like caused a huge scene.
2: It'll be interesting to see the role Paul Ryan plays in this, too, because he's the chair of the convention and he has to, you know, gavel in and gavel out yeah. and whatnot. So. You know he has endorsed Trump, so and he is chairing the convention, so he kind of has to get the room back in order. But you know if well, he lets Boehner, it go on, I mean,
1: so John Boehner, who used to be the speaker of the house and who chaired the convention last time, his when the Ron Paul people did this, he just kind of gaveled through mm-hmm. it and pretended it wasn't happening. I, I would assume that that's probably what Ryan would do. Right, hashtag scenario.
0: gavel through it, just
1: gavel through it,
0: gavel through it. But it's interesting because what this is about. Uh, beyond this is sort of this idea. It actually goes back to what Tarini is talking about too, which is this sort of idea of how much unity can these people who don't like Trump sort of disrupt.
1: This thing's already not going well. The fact that the committee meetings were even newsworthy this year was like a thing in itself.
0: Right. That's not. And and
1: point. it wasn't. And you know the fact that there were like very public battles between you know pro Trump and anti Trump forces. Leading into this, that are not over. I mean, you know, they're trying to project this party unity image, but when you look at the list of speakers, uh, you know, there's a lot of prominent names missing. Like right. they're they're not the Republicans are not um they're not projecting some sort of united front going into this convention.
0: It's just a matter how much, and they're just
1: forging ahead. They're like, let's just get this over. Gavel with. through it. <laughs> gavel through gavel, it. That's my hashtag for the whole yeah. week. Gavel yeah. through
0: it. Well, I'm going to be watching for, I think. Stories about how about the security situation, because we are, you know, one interesting things about these conventions is we are really it's it's really more of a a law enforcement convention than it is anything else already we have barricades everywhere. Every law enforcement agency you can imagine is in town. There's a lot of nervousness given what's been happening in the country. And, of course, we're recording this wall. Details of a pretty tragic event in Baton Rouge, Louisiana are still coming out. So we don't really know what happened there. But we know that it sort of feeds into a general narrative. People have the, that they're very nervous about security these days and the potential for violence, the potential for incidents. No, pro- I mean, protest groups are going to be here. We're not sure how big they're going to be yet. Um, we know the police are going to be here in large numbers. They're ready for a lot of stuff. You walk down the street, now there's these big barricades and there's, there's these big cages where they can push people into that are ready to go. All these things are ready to happen. It has struck me, having been to a few of these conventions, I have never been to one where the days leading up to it have featured so many people talking to me about how they're so nervous about it happening. I, I talked to a delegate today who knew of another delegate who had won the delegate process, become a delegate, and decided not to come to Cleveland out of fears of that violence. So, like, this is a huge part of this whole thing, right? People are, people are very nervous about what's going to actually happen on the ground in the streets.
2: The big issue here is also the open carry law in Ohio that is causing concern. You know, some people have tried to get uh, the Governor Kasich, uh, the governor here. Well, the Cleveland Police Union. The, the Cle- they, yeah, they the Cleveland Police to, Union yeah. to uh, restrict the open carry law just for this one week. There's a lot of talk about whether he can even do that. Obviously, it's state law. It doesn't seem like that's going to be able to happen. So there yeah. is still going to be open carry. But even that, uh, you
0: know, there was supposed to be a big open carry rally today. And I saw on Twitter, I did not go to the rally myself, but there was supposed to be a big open carry rally today where people who were supporters of open carry were supposed to come and open carry. And it appeared to be like one guy showed up and about Aww. 70 reporters. And so there was this picture of this one guy and all these reporters taking a picture of him. It's a narrative. I'm not sure how important. Yeah. I, I have not seen a lot of people open carrying around, walking around uh, the streets of Cleveland uh, myself.
1: I haven't seen any. Yeah, I haven't right. seen any.
0: Right. I haven't seen anyone. That's Yeah. I Yeah. I don't know how important that's going to be either part of it, but it is sort of all, part of this whole conversation now that we're having. So um, that sounds like kind of a sour note, but I think that also it's interesting to see. It really, I think it will be in- just interesting to see how this Republican Party is going to deal with the next four days. They have a security issue. They have the Trump uh, issue, the never Trump issue. They have an image that they want to project. Do you feel like this is going to be a smooth operation?
1: I mean, it'll be smooth in the sense that, like, the the TV production will be smooth. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, people watching on TV, it'll, like, look like conventions look. Right. Um, But obviously, like, behind the scenes, it clearly has not been smooth, this entire process of getting here. You know, and they just released the full program. And, you know, like, you're looking at it and you're just kind of like, who are a bunch of these people? You know, <laughs> they're kind—they're having to depend on, like, a lot of randos to, like, fill the time, like, in the prime time slots. Uh, so, it's, right. you know, so so obviously, like, this, at this point, a lot of the Republicans who have reconciled themselves to Trump are just kind of trying to just save face and just keep this thing moving forward and try to make it look as good as it can.
0: That's right. I, I guess we should say is the last thing to watch for, obviously, is what the hell is Trump going to do when he's on stage, right? Because every time he gets on stage, here, he attacks Republicans and there he's going to be on stage. So I think no one has any idea what, what Trump's going to do. That's going to be pretty wild.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I would assume that he'll be doing a teleprompter. You know, this speech that he's going to give on Thursday is going to be his most watched speech ever. Like, they're not going to leave anything to chance.
2: He probably won't quite stick to it, though.
1: He'll, no, he'll, no. Well, he'll, he likes he'll, to he'll adding, add in, like, yeah. believe me and yeah. stuff like that. Like, he likes to ad lib little lines
2: like that. Yeah. But... Listen,
0: they wrote that line, but I really believe that. I believe that. <laughs> That's true. That's really true. It
2: kind of still sounds like your Bernie impression. <laughs> yeah. I know.
0: I really need a better Trump impression. <laughs> you could usually do with like your fate. Like, you know, I like the... Mm, yeah. mm, we, he's doing, for,
2: for,
1: the, for those who are the listening, lips. he's doing the lips thing. And the head I like dropping.
0: I like that. That I like. Well, that's a great... This is, this is some straight, strong podcasting. All right. Well, uh, we have a good selection here of uh, things to watch for coming up. We're going to have a lot more podcasts happening, a lot more reporting from torini party and rosie gray and the other rest of the team here uh in cleveland for the convention follow us on twitter at no one knows for all the updates on what the podcast is doing email us at no one knows anything at buzzfeed.com with any of your convention questions so uh thank you both for talking and i think it's time to really turn that air conditioner yeah, back yeah it's on. getting really yeah. hot Seriously. <laughs> Thanks, Evan. Okay.
1: no one knows anything is produced by me meg kramer with editorial oversight from Catherine Miller and Eleanor Kagan, and production help from Julia Furlan and Antonia Sarajito. Our music was composed by Beauty Pill. Subscribe to No One Knows on iTunes to follow all of our convention coverage. And by the way, if you'll be in Philadelphia next Monday, July 25th, come to our live show. We'll be there, along with other BuzzFeed podcasters, Tracy Clayton from Another Round, and Katie Natopoulos and Ryan Broderick from Internet Explorer, plus musician Gene Grey. You can get tickets now at historicalevent.splashthat.com.